Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Dylan Johnson. Some grown men down there, man. Uh, we're going to, well, basically, we're going back home where I'm from. So, you know, they eat good down there. So I know they're eating good, but man, it's going to be great. It's going to be a great matchup. Uh, we're looking forward to it and we're ready to show the world again why the run game is important. I was talking to uh, Roger about like kind of the progression of the O line and those guys. I mean, I, I don't know if it's been a roller coaster for them, but have, have you seen them getting better as the season goes on? What, how, how have you seen their progression? I mean, you can the film the film will tell you tell you everything it needs to tell you. Um, they've been getting more um, efficient, more dominant up front, man, uh, making it a lot easier for me to do my job and. You know, um, the belief in me and the belief in the whole team and in the run game, it makes it a lot easier. It seems like you might be playing recruiter with some bigger football. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Look, I can't speak too much on it, but um, I do put in good words and, you know, um, you know, whatever helps the team. What's the next? Take us through the next two weeks for you physically and mentally. I know you got a break, but what, what are the next two weeks? Um, man, just getting back healthy. I've been these last two or three weeks. I've been battling, battling injury, and um, my main thing is getting healthy. So you know, when I come back, we'll be ready to run and ball out, man. Mentally, how do you stay focused? I mean, do you do you shut down in terms of social media? Ask you the same question, or do you just like you're saying? I could care less about social media. You know, I could be on it. Doesn't really when the game when the, when it comes around when it's time for game to play the uh, the game. I'm ready. There's, I don't have nothing kind of, nothing bothers me. Nothing gets in my way of uh, the the way that I think, uh, the way that I come into the game. I'm always ready. I feel like my parents definitely was when they said I was born ready. They really meant it. So, <laughs> is that something the team kind of also embodies? Just what you guys have done in this run, just in terms of putting down the distractions when it's game time get ready and play yeah absolutely um we embody that we're ready we're ready to play whenever we can play tomorrow we'll be ready to play dylan uh, when you came here you've got now a thousand yards and 14 15 touchdowns whatever it is is that what you envisioned when you came that that was possible yeah absolutely if you go inside of the the training room i put in i put up my goals for the um the season and you can actually look at them and i had a thousand yards definitely written on there so I done surpassed that, and my other goal was a Pac-12 championship. You know, 15 touchdowns. Actually, I had that, and I, I I'm right there at that. So, you know, um, I, I'm knocking at all the doors of my goals. So, it's been it's, it's been great. DJ, one of the going back to one of his questions about that. This is going to be more hype than you guys have ever kind of seen. Like the whole media and it's just starting right now. How is this team going to handle that? Is it closing ranks? Is it like embracing it? How, how do you guys handle? I mean, we don't look at it. I mean, it is what it is. Wherever they have us ranked, it is what it is. We're going to come in. We're ready to play Texas, and that's the only thing that matters. What stands out to you on film about Texas, especially the D-line? Shoot, they front seven, man. Them boys, them boys they, they fly around, man. They got a really good team, a really good defense. They play together, and they play fast. 
fact that they were able to beat them last year in San Antonio? Um, I think it's uh, what when I went back and looked at film, it looked like it looks like the same exact team, uh, a couple different guys, but they're more experienced. Uh, I think this year we're a lot, lot better, especially in the run game. Uh, you know, we got all our guys back. And we're just we're just ready to ball out, man. That's all I can say. What are your thought process at in terms of the next decision you have to make to come back or potentially test your luck in the NFL? Have you thought about that at all? Yeah, I have, man. Um, I've really been talking to Coach Grubb and Coach Marks, um, just discussing on, you know, coming back or going to the NFL, whatever whatever is best for me. That's what I'm. That's the decision I'm going to make. Dylan, has anybody asked you about the sock game at all? You're wearing the same sock? <laughs> yeah, everybody, man. Um, I, I just tell them I'm in the Christmas spirit, man. <laughs> I'm in the Christmas spirit. Uh, anything for the bowl game plan? Man, I'm th- really trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of some good things to do, uh, but trying to stay locked in okay. for sure. Uh, I don't know if you heard. You won the Herbie Award for his favorite player to watch. Kirk Herbstreit's favorite player to watch uh, in college <laughs> football is Dylan Johnson. <laughs> What's it like to, uh, to to get the Herbie Award for that? Man, it's a blessing, man. It's definitely a blessing, especially to get that type of attention from a guy like him. Awesome guy, amazing personality. Man, it's just great, man. It's an, and it's definitely an honor. Any word on if he's going to send you a trophy or a, a little plaque or just a pat on the back? <laughs> Not that I know of, man, but I definitely thank him for the, the recognition. <laughs> um, with, with this game meaning so much and and the realization of the goals that you've set forward to now that you're here in the present moment preparing for it you know how how are you trying to capitalize on on getting ready to play your best man it's a once in a lifetime opportunity i'm leaving it all on the field and i like i said before i don't care if i don't have an arm leg knee foot whatever it takes man i'm i'm gonna do it whatever it takes to win this game i'm gonna do it how do you get yourself to play through pain the way that you did in Las Vegas? Oh, mental. I'm mentally strong. I've been through it before. I've, I've played through injuries before. So it's not something new to me. Um, but whatever it takes for my team, and I know I'm doing it for my family, my friends. So all that is in the back of my head. So, you know, I just think about them and know that they're, they're always behind me. So I, I definitely play for them. I know you can't talk about it much, but those guys down in Mississippi State that might be looking at this place, are they calling you? Man, uh, I, you know, I can't talk too much about it, man, but all I can say is I just put in a good word. <laughs> you know, I put in, put in a very good word for the, about the school and about the coaches, and, you know, they're, they're, de- they're definitely loving it. When you first came here and decided to come here, were you thinking, okay, I, I hope this is a one-year stop? Were you thinking about two years, or, or did you think about it at all? I really didn't think about it too much at all, man. I just, my ultimate, ultimately, the goal was for me was college football playoffs and Pac-12 championship. That's that was my goal, and I set those goals, and and here we are now. So you know, um, like again, if you go, I'm telling you, if you go in the training room, I literally wrote them on the board, and now you can see me just checking them off, checking them off. So it's a blessing, man. It's definitely a blessing to be a part of this team. So do you got the uh, lottery numbers? <laughs> No, <laughs> yeah. no, nah, nah, I don't. I really don't. It seems like you can predict everything else. Man, no, nah, man. I wish I could now. If I could hit the lottery, I wouldn't be out here getting beat up like this. But it is what it is. <laughs> was, it, was there anything else on that board or just, just those two things? No, yeah. The college football playoffs, the, the Pac-12 championship, my rushing yards, my touchdowns, my receiving. Just I've I done checked out about three or four of them right now. But I'm, I'm catching up on everything else, though. Hey, Troy, and can you talk about Troy Fatutano getting awarded the Morris Trophy, which is voted on by his peers? That's a man, boy. That's a man. Y'all see the film? I ain't got to speak too much on it. That's a grown man, man. He's a freaking awesome guy. 
I love him to death, man. Do I will do anything for him, man. He deserves it. I mean, <laughs> point blank, point blank, period. I, I'm curious. You know, Cam Davis hasn't played in a year. He missed the bowl game with a concussion, and then he went down in, in fall camp. And I just wonder, you know, what, what's your relationship been like with him this year? How has it grown, and, and what kind of impact has he had on this running back success here at UW this season? Oh, yeah, man, that's my brother. We actually live right – we're next-door neighbors. So I go I go over there and talk to him all the time. And we just – this was the goal, man. It was, this is what we always dreamed of is being in the college football playoffs. We talked about it all year. When Even when he got hurt, we were still talking about it. You know, uh, just leaning on me, just letting me know that um, – that I was gonna keep him. Go- I was gonna keep the stable going, man. And, uh, it's, it's been a blessing and it's been a great ride for sure. What did you learn about the University of Washington football program and what it means prior to when you came here? Man, I already had a, a, a I had a good reputation of Washington. Well, I just didn't know too much about them until I talked to Grub and Marks. But man, it's just a, the, the greatest setting you may. I mean, it's beautiful, bro. It's something I could never dreamed of being here. But you know. It's crazy that I am here, and I'm blessed to be here. DJ, you might have been asked this, but uh, Will Rogers and Woody clearly visiting. Uh, <laughs> what Have you said anything to those guys, and, and what kind of players and people are those guys? Man, I put in a good word. You know, I told them this is an awesome place to be, awesome place to play in, and I definitely put in a good word for them, man. And those guys, awesome guys, Woody, hardworking guy, do anything for the team. Um, Will, man, that's a leader. I mean, he knows how to lead. He was our leader when I was at Mississippi State, and he still is a leader. And it's just great to, to know that they potentially could come here, you know? Dylan Morris obviously went in the portal. He's not here today, but he's still still with you guys as the backup quarterback. What does it say about him that, that that's okay, you know, that, that the team and everybody is fine with him looking for his next stop while, while still kind of working with you guys? Yeah, absolutely, bro. Whatever, you know, doing whatever it takes for him to – go somewhere and be special because we know he's special man he's just you know it's it's tough it's a tough situation and it's just hard to put into words of what what's going on and you know we well we kind of know what's going on but you know just it's tough man but um we're definitely behind him 100 percent, and we're gonna be behind him no matter where he goes dylan i just from my experience you know i've driven through mississippi on the way to new orleans like I, you're, you're probably the closest <laughs> You know, uh, access to New Orleans anybody on this team has. Yeah. What what what's it going to be like for you to return to that region of the country for a game of this magnitude? <laughs> Actually, the guys are kind of uh, they're, they're kind of upset at me because I get to have majority of my folks to come to the game, and, and everybody's still trying to figure out how they folks gonna get to the game. Well, they're not their folks, but like friends and sure. other people. But I mean, it's great, man. I finally have a game near my my people, so you know. My people, my people in Greenville, Mississippi, thinking about man taking some buses down to the game. So whatever it takes, man, they're gonna be there though. How many? I have no clue, but it's you know they've been talking about it. So we'll see when I get back home, and we'll talk about it. Is that a place you've been before, just to go check out the city, or how how far away from New Orleans did you grow up? Um, four hours, like four hours from New Orleans. Yeah. So Any experiences I, there? Yeah, man, Mardi Gras. So <laughs> Mardi Gras. That's pretty much it, though. I've been up there for Mardi Gras. It was freaking awesome. Great food <laughs> and everything else. <laughs> what's, the, what's the best food in New Orleans? Man, ah, look, that's hard. That's hard to say because it's a lot of it's a lot of different things. You just got to go up there and try. That's why I can't wait to take them up there so they can stop being mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Rome, you miss us? Do you miss us? I do a little bit. <laughs> a little I haven't bit. seen y'all in a minute. Uh, got a lot of exciting things to talk about. So yeah, it's good to see you guys. Hey, shout out D line real quick, that my boy. Hey, shout out D Lo. You're going to the college football playoff. How's that feel? Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, something <laughs> that I dreamed of, you know, and a reason that I committed to this university. So. You can go check check the check the uh, receipts. It's in my uh, commitment signing signing little post, and especially when I recommitted too. So, you know, striving towards greatness right now. I, re- I remember a year ago when you played against Texas, that kind of felt like a road game. Yeah. Do you expect it to feel kind of like a road game going down to New Orleans again? Yeah, I do actually. I do. Um, I think that <laughs> I think that it will be uh, similar to that, just because it's so close to the, where they're where they're where they're stationed at, right? And you know, Texas has. Um, a lot of fans down, down south, so um, definitely will be a away game, but that's, that's, that's okay with us. You know, we're fine with having that hostile environment. Just give us more fuel for the fire. Could, could you talk about your ride home from Tucson, Arizona? Who drove you and how long it took? And <laughs> yeah, um, as the story is unfolding, uh, yeah, after that hit um, on the onside kick, I got um, injured on that play, and I had to drive home. My mom, um, Darren from the training staff, and Mike from the training staff, um, all helped me drive home. Uh, they all kind of did a leg of the the 23-hour drive, I think it was, ended up totally being. So it was over a couple days, made a stop at home in Vegas for like two hours, got my hair braided real quick because I had to, you know, get the quick turnaround um, for the next game because um, uh, Oregon was coming up after that. So, um, yeah, they did a three-leg, so shout-out to Mom, Mike, and Darren. They all helped me out get home. Guys, you talk about the, uh, the hype around all this. I mean, this is no, bigger than anything this team has been through this year. Like, how you guys are handling it, what you've been told, so right. even keel, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, from within, you know, we always knew that we expected something like this. You know, from from the beginning of the season, we've expected to be a national championship. You know, talked about the 91 team chasing sort of the greatness that they displayed and, and uh, had the success that they had. So um, within, you know, it's been the same same vision, same dream for us. So, you know, a lot of the outside noise about, you know, the different expectations and stuff like that, we, we don't pay attention to. We just, you know, keep it internal, keep it in that locker room and know that we, we still have so much more to prove. You guys are the higher seed. You're the undefeated team and yet you're still the underdog. Any thoughts on that? I mean, internally, what are you guys thinking? About? Yeah, I mean, at this point, it, you got to expect it, right, for us. Uh, we're, we're underdogs pretty much every single game, right? So um, that's fine with us. You know, we, we, we love being the underdog. We love, you know, having that competitive edge be out there and believe that people still don't believe in us you know and they won't believe in us until we win the national championship you know i guarantee if we win this game no matter how much is by we will be underdogs against whoever the next team is right so um it is what it is uh we we take that as a, as a chip on our shoulder or something to go out there and prove so we're excited for it are you able to keep track of all your all-american awards you know six first teams and one second team by somebody <laughs> yeah i have i have seen a couple that people have congratulated me on those things so um it's been it's been awesome to receive those honors a super super honored to be you know mentioned as, as one of the top top guys in the nation so super blessed super honored but you know the one thing i want is that national championship so that's what i'm looking forward to how about michael finishing second in the heisman voting thoughts on that oh i mean for me i think it was uh i think he should have been the heisman uh, honestly in my opinion i think you know what he's done this year what he's persevered through through his career um what he was able to get done this year being 13-0 he's the only one that was you know up there that was you know still playing football and i think that says a lot so for me he was my heisman candidate but you know congratulations to Dayton daniels as well he had an amazing season so when when did you actually get the word like hey okay you we're we're comfortable with you playing in a football game on on Saturday? Um, 
I don't know when I got the word exactly. I really don't. I mean, for me, like I was telling them, like it's like like as soon as it happened that I was I was looking to play, you know, regardless of how it felt. And I think, you know, they were just telling me it's it's a matter of of comfortability because the pneumothorax goes away pretty quickly because it gets absorbed by your organs and stuff. So it was just a matter of the broken rib and making sure that it wouldn't expand the air. Um, wouldn't expand in my chest cavity, you know, going forward, you know, risk of that. So as, as soon as that wasn't uh, a risk and I felt comfortable with my rib, uh, you know, how, how it was maneuvering, um, that's when I was, you know, comfortable. They were uncomfortable allowing me to play. Were you uh, going to your Adidas shoot or signing, like, right after that, like the day, like the day after <laughs> yeah. or something? Yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah, we had to go do the Adidas um, sort of intro and stuff yeah. with, with everybody at the university. Um and I couldn't fly to that either, so I had to go drive down to Portland okay. <laughs> from Seattle. So it was, <laughs> I was all over the place. So yeah, shout out to Megan for, for driving me down from Seattle. I know this has been asked, but I'm sorry for being late. But take me through the next couple weeks, a physically and mentally. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just about remaining, maintaining our sharpness, you know, and, and not, you know, losing that focus of, of the mission that we've been, uh, you know, going going towards for, for so long now. You know, it's easy to, you know, kind of get caught up in emotions, especially with the holiday season. You know, we're getting a little bit of a break here going home, um, some of the guys going home. So just remaining sharp, staying focused and staying in shape, um, you know, physically and mentally for sure. Mentally, how do you do that? I know it's nice with the family because that's a good mindfulness thing, but how do you stay focused in the task at hand mentally? Definitely. Well, when, you know, I think how you do that is just when it's, when you have off, you know, take that time to be off and, re- and relax and have your time to, you know, enjoy enjoy your hobbies and, and, and relax and get away from the game a little bit. And then when you're when you're here, when you're in the facility, when it's time to work, you work. And you have the mentality that when you're here, you're, you're going to put in the work. So um, just, just, just distinguishing those things and making sure you're, you're being present in the moment, I think. That game down it. Social media around that time, Dan, or was that... You know no, I mean? you know, I'm not a big guy in shutting down the social media. Uh, I like to go on there and scroll and watch the NFL clips and stuff like that. You know, I'm not big into, I don't post a lot on social media, so I don't see it as a huge distraction for myself. Plus, I'm not, like, super famous like LeBron. Like, I know he shuts down his <laughs> social media. So so I don't need to, you know, <laughs> so I don't need to do anything like that. But uh, but not for me. But I understand why some guys do that. Yeah, it definitely uh, helps your, your mental reset for sure. I mean, just on that note, I mean, you're not LeBron, but I mean, you do have some presence. I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm just a kid from Vegas that plays football, man, in my mind. So that's the way I carry myself. And, you know, I appreciate, you know, people, you know, um, you know, appreciating what, I, what I've done on this field and done for University of Washington. And I just take that as, you know, respect and I give, give that respect back. So it's an honor to be, you know, in that light in some people's eyes. But to me, you know, I'm just my, my mama's child, you know. <laughs> You know that game down at uh, Las Vegas. I, the crowd was evenly split. Electric atmosphere. You had a right. lot of family there. Yeah. Looking back, what are a couple of key things that you'll just never forget from that day? Oh, I don't know if I ever forget the day as a whole. You know, every memory I was trying to soak in. Just, you know, I had over, um, eight, over about eighty people there um, when it all came down to it with family members and and everybody. I had to go through and tally up, see how many it was. So, you know, having all those people there, my both my my grandparents there, like, you know, being being in the city that I grew up in. Um, you know, those things I'll just never forget. I remember they were hollering my name. I look over, they have my mom on like the local news channel talking about, you know, the game to come and 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 uh, her son being out there. So um, all those moments with family and just being with my brothers, seeing the joy on their faces after the game. And I was like, when is that confetti going to fly? Because it wasn't falling at first. I thought it was going to fall right after the game. So um, seeing that confetti fly, that was, you know, something I'll never forget for sure. Is there one play that stands out? 
one play. Uh, I mean, the last play. I mean, the last run of the game. DJ, you know, shout out to DJ. I remember that play. I was on the backside, and I just remember him cutting through the gap, and I just seen him get the first down, and I was like, oh, it's over. Like, you know, we just have to take it easy. And I just went over, and I just hugged him. I was like, you know, we made it. Like, <laughs> we're gonna win this game, and um, I feel like that play was super special for me because I got to view it from kind of a spectator's view. Jalen McMillan. I've been taking a break, really. Like, not a break, but, I mean, I'm getting my legs back and um, still staying in the playbook and just getting my knee, having the same tolerance of, like, breaking and stuff. So, it's been great. Where's the thought process been knowing what your next decisions could possibly be, whether to stay or come back? Where, uh, it's all in God's hands. I mean, um, I mean, it depends on how I do with these next two games. But, um, yeah, I'm just going to leave it in God's plan. I mean, I think, I think it's a good situation if I stay or if I leave. So, yeah. It's fair to say it's all still on the table. Yeah, 100%. 100%. What's kind of going through the decisions to stay or come back with pros and cons of both sides? Um, not really too much. Um, it's simply just how I feel and just my comfort, just being comfortable with it. So, Taylor, if you if you had gotten hurt, would this even be a decision? Uh, no, nah, wouldn't be a decision. But I mean, everything happened for a reason. So, what did you learn about yourself during that injury, and just kind of how did you grow off of it? Um, just to be patient. Um, you know, I was like I said, I was rushing back into things, and I was trying to play so early and play like right away. But um, yeah, be patient. The guys who have an opportunity to play in the pros and come back to school, there's got to be a, a really good reason, right? There's got to be something to gain. Right. What, what would be the reason you'd come back if, if that wound up being your decision? What do you think you, you would potentially have to gain that you're considering? Um, to con- t- continue the culture in the receiver room and um, to play with Denzel and Jeremy and the rest of them one more time. How much of your, your consideration is draft positioning and, and all that? I haven't even thought about any of that yet, so I'm just really focused on the next game and just trying to put my effort right there. How, how nice was it just to be able to get back to the guy that you know you are, especially in a high-profile moment like that championship game? Um, it was beautiful. I mean, just to you know achieve, those, achieve the success and um, just to be in that moment with my team, it, it, was, it was something special. So. Was that first bomb? Was that kind of the moment where you're like, okay, I'm back? Yeah, yeah. right after that, I was like, yeah, let's, let's play now. So. Tell me a little bit about that play. When you, when you heard it, what was what were your thought process? Oh, my spidey senses was tingling, man. Uh, yeah, I seen I seen the one high safety, and I was like, okay, uh, let me go inside real quick. And once once I got the right leverage, I was like, yeah, money money time. Yeah. And just in general, I, I guess one of the storylines that we've been hearing so far the last few games, Jalen, just kind of maybe the disrespect, and right. maybe that you know you're underdogs, and you beat Oregon, but then right. now you're double digit underdogs again in the right. championship game. Right. How, how much does that really play in this team? Uh, I mean, we love it. I mean, at the end of the day, we, we know what we could do, and we know what this team possesses, and all the qualities um, for all of us. So just to feel disrespected and to be called underdogs, I mean, it's something we take to the heart, and it's something we're going to use. So. For you personally, though, is that something you've always kind of even back in Fresno? And hundred percent, hundred percent. We've always I've always been the underdog, and like even when it came to you know receiver rankings in high school or my high school team, we was we were always underdogs. So I'm, I'm used to this, and I'm, I'm ready to go. Okay. Have you any any thoughts about Texas, especially knowing what you guys did with them last year? Uh, no, not not right now. We're just we're just you know just game planning and getting ready to go. What was the feeling when you guys all kind of came back together? Knowing, were you able to take a little bit of time and yeah. and really process thirteen and zero? What that means? Yeah, I mean, we did something special. And 
um, definitely something that will be remembered forever. And um, But that's not the job. The job's not finished, you know. So we, we want to bring a natty to, to Washington. Is that kind of the new slogan now? Because now, when you guys talk about jobs not done, yeah, I think it was initially maybe Raylan Goforth talked about it and right. the coach talked about it at his right. show about Raylan. Is that kind of the rallying cry now? Yeah, I mean, that's Coach DeBoer will put on, like, a Kobe video or something in, in a team meeting, and it's been emphasized for a while now. So, I mean, it's just coming to light now. So, yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I got Quentin Moore. Quentin, you know, just kind of talk about, uh, I mean, you'd only caught one pass before yeah. that, and you hadn't caught a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, just talk, talk about uh, what, what it, when you heard the call. Uh, when I heard the call, I was I was just honestly excited. Like I thought I'd be a little bit nervous just because it was my second pass of the year, first touchdown of my career here. But we had been holding on to that play for a couple weeks now. So when they when they called the play, I was I was just ready to go execute it. And we were all super confident in the play. So we just we we're excited. Are you the first read? Are you the guy that yeah. is supposed to get that, yep, play? that play? Okay. So so when they when they install it with you and things like that, <laughs> they're like, hey, this is your play. Mm-hmm. Is that what they say to you? Or? Yeah. No. Uh, we were in. We did film after practice uh, at, like, 5 p.m., and Coach, he said... Coach Grubb? Coach uh, Grubb? No, 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 Coach oh, Sheridan. Sheridan. Yeah, he came up to me in the in the meeting room. He was like, don't worry, we got something for you tonight. And I was like, oh, what could that be? Because I've been the main blocking tight end mm-hmm. the whole time, so it was just... It was a cool surprise, but yeah, uh, when they called it, it was just like, okay, Q, this is this is like, there's no there's no other read. It's we're gonna isolate you in the corner right there, and that's that's it. And if it's not there, then he's just gonna throw the ball away, basically. Yeah, or I run mean, it I, or whatever. I assume, so. <laughs> I, I'd assume he throw it into the back of the end zone. Yeah. Um, not too sure. So um, so you know, just just talk to me about you know, well, I mean, what was the reception like from your teammates? Obviously, they're excited, but you know, what what were guys saying to you? Um. Everyone was just super happy for me just because I know, like, all the hard work that's gone into this and Mm -hmm. the journey that I've taken to get to this point and, like, all going through JUCO and all that stuff and just being being the main blocking tight end for so long. It just was kind of like... I, I just I just feel like everyone's happy for me, honestly. Yeah. Um, I when I covered you in high school, you were split out like ninety five percent of the time. I, I, I didn't block at all. No, right? yeah. yeah, and and then I remember you going to the JUCO, and then you were committed to UW, and I, and you, you stayed there for that. You redshirted that year. Yep, the first and and you said you go you, you were like the one thing I'm doing is blocking. That's mm-hmm. all I'm doing. How, how talk about that journey that you had to get to the point where you you are now used primarily as a blocker. Um, okay, so like you said, I was in high school. I didn't block at all. Uh, but when I got to Independence, Kansas, 
there was an Auburn commit. His name was Dre Butler. I'll never forget this moment, but it was my first time blocking, and he grabbed me like a, like a child and just tossed me, tossed me out the club. So from that point on, I was like, okay, like if I want to play college football at a, at a high level, like this is something I'm going to have to do and be good at. So really I kind of took pride and I kind of, I like, I'm like, I'm a very physical person. So I took pride in like the physical side of things and like, I just find it, I just find it really fun mm-hmm. to go out there and block. Yeah. And, and I mean, you had great guys to learn from and everything now. Um, Devin and, and Jack are coming, are, are leaving. Yes, They're graduating. Yes, I'm assuming you're coming back. Yes, sir. Okay, yes, you're coming. You're not. You're not transferring. You're not doing anything. Okay, sounds good. So you're coming back. You're the leader of the room. You're the old guy in the room now. Yes, sir. And and yeah, I mean, so talk about the you, Jack, uh, Josh Cuevas. Sorry, you, Josh Cuevas, Ryan, and then you have Decker DeGraff coming in here in a little bit. Can't really talk about him. Sorry, I'll edit that out. But um, you know, talk about um, just. The camaraderie the three of you have, and you, I'm assuming you've gotten to know Decker when he's come up here. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Um, the you know I have the best relationship with Josh just because that's my roommate and every mm-hmm. like every trip we go to. But um, I feel like for me next year it's going to be honestly just to, just to take on what Devin and Jack left me mm-hmm. and what I what I experienced with them. Like they they treated me like a brother. They told me what to do, what not to do, and just mm-hmm. kind of gave me the you know like veteran guidelines so i'm hoping i can do the same for the younger guys in the room and you know keep the keep the brotherhood going do, do you see yourself being a bigger a little bit bigger part of the passing game um now that those two guys are gone um yeah, ne- I, next year i mean yes sir yeah uh i mean that's that's the plan but i mean i'm gonna be ready for whatever they need me to do mm-hmm. like i'm whatever you need me to do i'll go and do it and i it, won't complain what, what was your mom's reaction i know she wanted you to be a husky so bad mm-hmm. right and so what was her reaction to see what you did last week uh so she wasn't able to come uh, to the game uh-huh. but she told me it was her and my little brother they were at home and she was making dinner for my little brother and then uh, i think my little brother's name is tate i think tate was watching and she was cooking the food and tate started screaming and my mom she said that she she didn't know what happened she thought like something bad happened but then uh they rewinded it and then i think they were just both so she didn't even get to see it live no she didn't see it live <laughs> i know i know i sent her the video though so it's kind of all yeah. right so and just talk about uh is it is this your second day back uh, practicing or how many practices you guys been through? Uh, I think this is our third. third. I, I, I okay, so time tell me here. about the practice. I mean, you guys got to get out of the weekly pra- you know, the weekly schedule that you have and everything. So, um, you know, just talk to me a, a little bit about you know getting back into it. How do you mm-hmm. feel you guys did? Uh, like how how do I feel how like we, we're doing? Been, yeah. Oh yeah, they're they're great. Um, I think. Uh, one of the main things we're trying to do right now is just make sure everybody's healthy and trying to just knock off the rust off the bodies and because we took a little bit of, of like a break but you know we're just trying to knock the rust off um you know slowly uh, and gradually get back to where we were all right yep. thanks quentin i appreciate it man troy i honestly just felt disrespected you know it's, it's always like um can you dub run the ball can you dub do this can you dub o-line play physical with Oregon's d-line because they have a great <coughs> they have a great room over there and some really good guys and you know all we were hearing is is, is UW tough and we went out there with a chip on our shoulder and just decided to to put it on those guys and from the beginning to the end and you know I'm happy that with what we came out with but you know it's we got a big challenge coming up ahead so can't can't think too much about that so have you guys been hearing the phrase basketball on grass at all I've not Booger uh, McFarland for ESPN said that the way that you guys play is kind of like basketball on grass, oh. not as much of a physical <laughs> style. Yeah, what would be your response. I to that? gotta just 
focus on what's you know going on in here. I don't like to think about that too much. But I mean, some of that stuff is is always good to add fuel to the fire. And um, once again, like no matter how many times we win, 13 wins later, we're still getting doubted. We're still getting called this, called that. And we just got to make sure we go into this game ready because we got a really good opponent coming up next. And I know their D lines for sure getting ready for us. So. You guys did the same thing last year where it seemed like you found your run game in the last half of the year and then were really like playing your best mm -hmm. in the bowl game. Uh, do you feel like you've kind of followed the same curve? What's allowed you guys to kind of gel and, and become more physical as the season's gone on? I think just becoming closer. I mean, our room in general, we're all pretty close together, but I feel like just um, having that set lineup and just knowing that who's going to play next to you and, and making sure every fit that you go into with, like and on every single play is, is going to be the same. And um, So... Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to play against. I wouldn't want to play with anybody else, man. This O-line is, is doing a really good job, and Coach Huff is doing a really good job of making sure that we're prepared for every single game. So, yeah. Similar, uh, similar question, sorry. Uh, just You didn't have to come back this year, and obviously you made that decision. How satisfying has this been to have one more run and to do what you guys have done to this point? I mean, up to this point, I feel like this is exactly what I wanted and thought was going to happen. You know what I mean? Like when we were talking about it with all the guys that did decide to come back, like this is what we were dreaming about. This is what we wanted. And um, we felt like we were, you know, we didn't finish business last year. Like like the model last year was unfinished business. Coming into this year, it was unfinished business. And uh, we took care of our first goal. Now we just got to make sure that this next one gets accomplished. So. Postseason awards. I'm sure you saw that. You know some of your guys got postseason awards, but the center for Oregon got uh, first team All American. But when the Morris Trophy came out, you got the Morris Trophy voted on by your peers as the best offensive lineman in the country. Uh, you know how's that make you feel? Uh, I mean, it's it's an honor for sure. Um, it for sure came by surprise. I mean, um, when I found out, <coughs> I was for sure in shock, but. It's just because after every game, I always feel like I played bad. <laughs> like that's my immediate reaction after, because I always think about the bad plays. That, but you know, it's, it's always awesome to, to see that. You know, I, I get the respect that I did uh, winning that uh, trophy uh, from my peers, and I mean, it's an awesome award. And um, yeah, I mean, does it mean more because it didn't come from guys like me, but it came from guys that maybe you hit in the mouth a couple of times? I mean, most awards, I feel like uh, they're kind of to me, they're kind of the same. I mean, for me, the biggest reward would be winning the national championship. That's really what I'm focused on right now. I mean, it's an honor to win that trophy and, and be voted on, but right now it's, it's like one of those things that worry about that. We can celebrate that after the, we, we win all, this next With one. all the things that have happened here, you know, I looked it up. You're, you're one of 21 guys that's still left over from Peterson's signings. Mm -hmm. And is that kind of weird that, you know, you've had two coaches now since then, all of this in, influx of portal transfer talent and, and still yet there's a core of 21 guys that are either fifth or sixth year guys mm -hmm. that are still here and you're one of them yeah um could you have imagined anything like this i mean shuffling coaches like that uh yeah i mean in the midst of all the chaos it's really hard to think that this is what could have been possible this year um through all the coaching changes like we talk about it every day we kind of like use it as something to like make fun of the younger guys like man you guys didn't go through what we had to go through type of thing uh, like with three head coaches, this and that. But uh, the one um, thing that we did get to keep was Coach Huff. So it was like it wasn't too bad for us. So, I mean, that's something that I'm truly blessed with to have him uh, stay through all the coaches uh, that have came through here. So, Were you disappointed on the first change when Peterson decided to retire? Yeah, for sure. Because you I, signed with him. Yeah, I did. I mean, going through recruiting, it was like 
me, when me and my parents were in his office, it was like after that we walked out of there, it was like we all kind of felt the same thing. And like after that, I knew recruiting was over because uh, you could just, I mean, who wouldn't want to run through a wall for that guy? That guy's Coach Pete was the man. I mean, I still think so. And seeing him uh, during the Apple Cup was, was really awesome. You get to talk to him and kind of just uh, say what's up. It's been a while, but. But yeah, I mean, I was, I was a little upset, but I mean, he, he, he did what he had to do. So. Troy, you're looking at a lot of the mock drafts, so it looks like you're going to go in the draft, but you have a year of eligibility left. Have, is there any chance we could see you back here next year? Uh, who knows? Who it? knows? Yeah, I have. I mean, I'll, I'll worry about that after these next two games. Uh, so, Just what do you remember about Texas from last year? Uh, physical up front, especially their interior guys. Their edges are really good. Um, played against those guys last year, but uh, I would say the strength of their team is their D-line, and uh, we just got to make sure that we show up just like any, any other game. I mean, uh, we're already going into this game, you know, being being the underdog. You know, we're used to it. Like, like well, we wouldn't want it any other way, honestly, because then it feels like we go into there with a chip on our shoulder. <clears throat> just getting ready to play physical. I mean, they have the what, the Outland Trophy winner and with uh, number 93. And uh, they're all really good players. I mean, I know they're well coached with Coach PK. I remember when he was here. Uh, so I'm just excited. I mean, I know they're going to be – ready and I mean we all have a month to prepare so I'm ready for this game it, it just sucks waiting it's I wish it was like tomorrow I, I can't the, the bad part about playing in the bowl games especially late ones is that you have the whole month just, just to think about it and stress about it so uh, that's that but I mean come come time I'll be ready just one more 10 years from now when you look back at that Oregon game down in Las Vegas what's maybe one or two things that you're just never gonna forget I mean it was a dream come true I mean the uh, when I committed here in 2018, my senior year of high school, like they they were on track to go to the Pac-12 championship, and I was like, that's exactly what I want to do. It took me five years to get here. I mean, especially the guys that have been around, uh, the, the, those core 21 guys that have been around for a really long time. I mean, we've we've been wanting this since we got here. This is why we came here, and I'm just glad that we're back. And it was just crazy to kind of um, win the last Pac-12 championship at home in front of all my family members because I had like 50 people there. So it was, it was, it was awesome. So Roger we haven't, done, we haven't done too much um, diving in on individuals, but, I mean, they're a great team. Uh, really well coached, especially up front, and they run good defensive schematics. So uh, it's going to be a good challenge for us. Now, I know you got a game to prepare for, but you also got a decision potentially to make. Kind of just where's your thought process at, whether to stay or to potentially yeah. go on? I mean, I'm, I'm getting all the information I can um, about the future, but right now I'm just focused on Texas. I'm going to go home and uh, enjoy my time with my family, family and friends, and then come back full forge on uh, Texas and uh, getting that win um, come New Year's Day. So, Raji, uh, you, you, you might not face them too much, but the tackles, obviously, are for, for Texas to get a lot of pub mm-hmm. as some of the best in the nation. I mean, but you, you guys have faced some good D-lines before. What, what are your thoughts on kind of going up against that matchup? Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said before, uh, Texas, their D-line is probably... Yeah. Weekly prep, you know, the weekly schedule that you have and everything. So, um, so you made it really good on the edges interior. So that's definitely the strong suit of their defense um, from what I've seen. And as long as we, we play to our standard, play physical, and uh, just finish the whistle, um, I'll put I'll put us against up anybody. I was going to say, how, how has your progress of your unit uh, developed over the year? I mean, have you do you feel like you've – has it been kind of a roller coaster? Have you gotten better? Are you peaking now? Yeah. Where, where would you I say? I mean, as, as soon as the game one to this game, I think it's just that that snowball rolling down the hill. It's gotten bigger and bigger and better and better. Um, every, every game we play, it doesn't really matter who we play. Um, we want to just improve, and it all starts in practice and our preparation. So 
um, we prepare the way we want to um, play, and it comes evident on during game day. So, yeah. You guys underdogs in this one. I mean, yeah. still higher seed, still the only undefeated team here in this match. I mean, yeah. Just kind of a plane to what it's been like all season long with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the underdog strike again, I always tell my family and buddies that. Uh, um, keep. Uh, we love being the underdogs. Um, no one expects us to win, so um, having that mentality, we got we got none to lose. Um, when you, we got that underdog mentality, and we just play how we want to play. And um, obviously, there's a lot riding on this game, but um, we know what's at stake. And um, keep counting us out. So yeah. it might not be justified, but appropriate that Michael doesn't get the Heisman, Rome doesn't get the Bolitnikov. Yeah. I mean, Eddie doesn't get the Butkus Award. It sort of plays into that whole thing. Yeah. In terms of motivation, does it not? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those guys I think are the most deserving. I mean, I might be a little biased, but um, I see those guys coming to work every day, work their tails off. Um, so for them not to see those awards is tough. But I mean, that's just add a chip on the shoulder, um, extra motivation that um, we will for sure use and. Um, any external motiv- motivation we can use and put a little, um, put a little chip on our shoulder to play a little harder is it's good for us. So. And yet Texas is the one that has revenge on their minds for last year's Alamo Bowl too. So yeah. I any mean, thoughts on the rematch here? Yeah, I mean, they're great. They're a great team. Um, they they're really well um, on the defensive side of the ball and offense. I haven't watched too much on offense, but uh, they're defensively they're well coached. Um, obviously, um, Coach PK he's uh, he's a guy that was a former dog and. He went over down to be the D.C. at Texas, so um, they run a very good scheme. Um, well coached, like I said. Probably uh, strongest interior D-line we're going to go up against. They're going against the Allen Trophy winner, so um, it's going to be a fun challenge. What's, what's kind of been the thought process for you? And I, I know you said you're focused on Texas, but what would be the decisions, the pros and cons of staying versus g- going to the NFL for you? Um, I mean, there's there's a bunch to think about, but, uh, I mean, having all that on my plate uh, right now, it's, it's definitely something I look forward to and uh, – bringing that decision um come when the time comes but as of right now i'm i'm not too worried on it um day by day i'm getting a bunch of information um so uh yeah do you feel like you need to prove that you can play left tackle in college to do in the nfl versus knowing that you could just go as a right tackle and potentially prove teams during the draft process that you can play left tackle yeah um i'm always going to put all the chips on myself i I believe i could i could play any position on the offensive line um i certainly have uh, strong suits at different positions but um I, I believe in myself and my uh, athletic ability and uh, my technique that coaches coached us with um, since I ever got here. So uh, left side, right side. I mean, I, I left, I, I rep left side reps on uh, Thursday practice. Just nobody ever sees it because it's Thursday practice. So, um, yeah, so it, it doesn't really matter for me. Um, but I just want to play hard and play my best. So, Roger, just thinking about the makeup of this team and the personality and everything else yeah. you talked about being the underdog how you guys kind of relish in that i wonder how much of it is rooted in the in, in the disrespect yeah um people see it as disrespect i just see it as a new challenge i mean um every day we come in and there's going to be a new challenge whether it's being an underdog or guys not winning awards that i think they should deserve um, um some people see it as disrespect some some don't um there are certain things that i see as disrespectful but um, that's just internal mo- motivation for myself and my teammates. Um, I was going to ask you, yeah. for you personally, though, even going back to Colorado when you were in high school, how much did you feed off maybe the fuel of thinking you were being either disrespected or your team maybe wasn't being given the respect that they deserved? Yeah, I mean, ever ever since I was young, I mean, it, it didn't take much. It, the littlest things, I, I didn't. if I didn't like it, then I used it as fuel to just prove everybody wrong. I remember in f- fourth or fifth grade, I got – I got cut from the gold crown, which is like the youth ball basketball team. 
and then um, I ended up going to play for trying out for Valley Christian, which is my high school. Make that make that team. Then we end up playing that the team that cut me in a later tournament down the road, and I went off for I don't know what was it like twenty points for like a fifth grader. So yeah, I remember just like little things like that. Um, always just putting a new challenge and lighting a fuel lighting a fuel of fire under me. So and another specific example when you hear stuff during the build up to the Pac-12 championship game, and you hear guys like Brandon Dorless talk about what he wants to do to Michael Penix. Yeah. When you as an offensive lineman. It, how much of that do you even just blow by that, or do you internalize that? I mean, uh, obviously, I, I, obviously, I don't think he ran meant uh, he's going to like personally try to hurt him right. or anything. But um, I know he was a great player, and we knew we knew that going in and out. It didn't matter what he said on uh, on, on his interviews or what. Uh, we knew that their whole goal was going to try to make Mike uncomfortable and try to get to him and um, just play physical in, in the game. And uh, I thought our guys battled um, better than they did. And uh, that's probably one of the bigger reasons why I came out to win that win that day. So. And now you're looking at guys like you talk about the Allen Trophy, you talk about Sweat, you talk about yep. Murphy, you talk about these guys inside. How much do you feel like the season has prepared you for that moment? Oh, uh, I mean, like I said before, it's just that snowball rolling down that mountain. Um, you, as you get later on in um, the season, you get that better competition. Um, I mean, I know our guys in, in interior, Nate, Julius Parker, um, they're they're really excited for that challenge. I mean, the Allen Trophy it's it's the it's the Heisman alignment um, when it comes to that. And uh, um, ninety three, he's definitely well deserved of that. He's a great player, and we we learned that last year at the Alamo Bowl. So uh, we know what him and uh, Murphy bring to the table, and uh, yeah, we just, we just, we're excited for the challenge. I was curious. Do you know anything about the last time watched him at the playoff? You know anything about that team? Oh uh, yeah. 2016, yeah. Um, Coach Peterson, I think he got here, what, 2014 or something like that? So it was a couple of years. And then, I mean, I know they had uh, Buda Baker up there. It was, it was That was a great team. I, I always go back and watch that film. We have film from that 20, 2016 team on that offense, defense. And uh, I know that that's just a lot of history. That's where the history comes back. We played Alabama in the, what was it, uh, Peach Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, But for um, a kid from Colorado in, in your day, did that even register? Um, no, I knew Washington was like kind of the one of the blue bloods of the Pac-12, and as soon as I knew they were in the playoff, I know this team is definitely built for success. I mean, ever since '91. Um, as soon as I got here, I, I I was kind of a guru about the all the history and just learning about all of it, and then coming here in 2016 or coming here and then learning like once I was here in 2018 about that 2016 team and what they did and watching that and who they had to beat. Um, it was it was just incredible to see. So. You, you mentioned the individual awards and players getting snubbed, but Coach DeBoer won National Coach of the Year. Just what has it been for you to be coached by him the past couple of years? I mean, it's it's awesome. Um, coach DeBoer is one of the um, best leaders I've ever been around. Um, I mean, there's a reason. I don't I don't think it's no coincidence that he's uh, gotten where he, he's gotten and uh, he's gotten where this team has uh, brought us to. Uh, coach DeBoer, he's a uh, great leader and he he holds his uh secondary coaches assistant coaches to a high standard and that's that's part of the reason why i feel like we've had so much success braylon trice strongest o-lineman i've ever gone against one of the most fundamental technically sound guys out there um he's aggressive you see him run down without his helmet off on and try to try to block a dude um you don't see that a lot from an o-lineman um that's different that's like I like to see it as like a generational difference because a lot of guys I would go against don't have that kind of heart and that drive that Troy has. Um, so he's going to be great at the next level, and he's going to do great things here finishing out the season for us. So. Wow. Got here at the end.
Uh, how many do you want to repeat yourself here? Let's, let's just talk about, uh, I mean, this matchup, I don't know if they asked you about being underdogs, but it's, it's kind of like the theme with this team. I mean, yeah. does it matter? No, it doesn't matter at all. I, I was just saying before you guys got over here that uh, it's kind of good that they have us as underdogs and have us disrespected because, you know, I don't, I don't want us to be that team that's like, oh, oh, we're great and we're the best, you know, because then that gives us room for error and room to slack off. So I think what's gotten us to this point is being those underdogs and being having our back against the wall and having to fight for everything we, we got. You know, uh, earlier in the year, I think uh, the D was getting a little flag for not getting after the quarterback. But you guys have yeah. progressed yeah. so well, especially in the last maybe, I don't know, was it month or something? Yeah, yeah. Have, you, have you felt that? What, what has sort of triggered that? What has sort of yeah, triggered I think, that? Yeah, uh, I honestly couldn't explain it. I think in, from my eyes, it's like getting used to a different play style. You know, before I was able to fly around and, you know, not have teams really know me that well because mm. it was my breakout season but now it's like teams know where i'm mad they know where to where i'm at on the field they know where to scheme me so it's like finally getting used to that and getting to the quarterback um not just me but other dudes on the on the defenses it feels great used to used to now you're used to having two guys come at you three guys come at you right yeah that opens up other things for other guys i mean Uh that's just the way your unit's been 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 working Uh good deal so, Braylon, just kind of talk, uh, you know, the first couple practices back for you guys. How do you feel like you took took about a week off, right, yeah, from yeah. regular practices? So, so talk about the first few practices. How do you guys feel? Uh, I feel great. I mean, we got everybody's still in shape. We've been working out, running, doing our thing. Um, practice has been successful. Um, obviously, we're not exactly where we want to be at right now. and still sharpening things up, but we got time, and we got a lot of practices ahead of us. So, What have you seen from uh, Texas? I mean, I know you guys played them last yeah. year. But- um, seeing a lot of similarities in their game to people that we played before. Um, I don't. Want, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but uh, we're doing pretty good in, in terms of picking them apart. They swapped out most of the de- offensive linemen, though. It looks like looking at what started last year in the Alamo Bowl yeah. and what, what they have now. Yeah, I mean, O linemen are O linemen. I think you know you can swap guys around, you can move guys around, but at the end of the day, um, they're all pretty much the same in my eyes. But you know. Respect to them and respect to their guys on their offense. You find it kind of different, you know, the fact that you played them last year in a bowl game and now you're playing them again this year in a bowl game? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't really feel any different. It's kind of a weird feeling, you know, that we're playing them again. But uh, it's also a good feeling because we've taken a step up from where we were last season. So it's kind of a, I don't know, weird situation, but it's awesome. Does it seem any different, though? I mean, because last year you guys were underdogs to Texas in – I mean, San Antonio, now you're underdogs again. I mean, we're underdogs last year, we're underdogs this year. I mean, there's really no difference. Um, but we're just going to go out there and business is business as usual. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving nonstop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.